DallasCowboys.com draft show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, welcome back to another edition of the draft show. Happy to be with you. I think we're inside of like 45 days for the NFL draft. It's fast approaching, it so uh, we're going to try and get everybody ready for that, and uh, that's really what we've tried to do this whole time. But, guys, it is getting closer to uh, the, 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 the chance where uh, we have to uh, – all the work then that's been done, all the preparation uh, will, be, uh, will be on display. Uh, I'm Brian Broaddus from DallasCowboys.com. As always, joined by Dane Brugler from CBS Sports, David Hellman, DallasCowboys.com, and Kent Garrison, executive producing. Uh, gentlemen, today I'm going to set this thing up for you. I'd like to get into a little bit of draft news. We got Clemson's Pro Day rolling. We got some news of uh, a potential cornerback in this draft, a, a really a quality nickel corner that could be in, in a little bit of draft trouble. And I also want to get into a couple of pro days as well, Washington and then also Western Michigan, which we had guys there. Uh, we're going to do a little Twitter on the 20, like we always do after that. And then we're going to have a little, uh, one of my favorite episodes. I, there's a lot of things we do here that I really like, but I do like the, the segment we have called Tell Me More, where David Hellman comes up with some players, and not just some of the top players, but just a, a, a random list of guys. And he uh, asked Dane and I to tell him a little bit more. And hopefully that'll give you guys a little bit more of an understanding of uh, who all's out there. Uh, not just the top guys, but as we roll through this draft, you know, when we go the three-day journey, that maybe there's some guys in the fifth, sixth, seventh round that, hey, I heard about that guy on the draft show. So uh, that's always uh, one of my favorite segments to do. So with that being said, uh, maybe take some calls too later in the show, 888-855-2297. Uh, make sure that uh, you, if you're interested in doing that at the end of the show, hopefully we can take a minute or two and ask, answer a question as well about that uh, live on the air. Getting into the draft news, guys, pro day for Clemson. And we finally got a speed on Mike Williams. And I saw on Twitter, uh, Dane Brugler, that the scouts had him between four five six and four five eight. Is that about where you thought that Mike Williams would run? I think so, uh, based on the tape. Uh, and I actually reached out to a scout who was there. He told me he had a four five five. Okay, but he also mentioned that they add point zero three to every time in Clemson because of the fast track. Fast track. So officially this team is going with the four five eight for Mike Williams. Um with the four five five adding the point oh three. So and that's not uncommon. Uh Ohio State, a lot of these programs are known for their fast tracks. Ohio State's downhill. Yeah, exactly. Ohio State's a downhill facility. I'm gonna interject and I've heard you say that before. Well, fast track. Like me, we're talking about we're talking about artificial fields that are inside indoor facilities, much like our uh Lucas Oil Stadium. So right. what's the difference? Uh each each venue has something different, obviously. With I don't know specifically with Clemson, but you know what's underneath. Is it concrete? Is there a cushioning? Uh, you know, I know some uh, some of these programs have. It's not the most updated carpet. 
Right, exactly. So like it's, track a track facility. Right, and so the just the, the surface itself is different, uh, and you know, like at Oklahoma when we were there, right? I think that I think that was fairly normal. It wasn't a fast track, wasn't a slow track. I, I think that was fairly normal, right? But some of these programs just uh, for whatever reason, and that's really why teams focus on the combine times more so than the pro days. Now, with the pro days, it, if if you were injured at the combine. Uh, for those that weren't invited to the combine, the pro days are valuable, especially for the positional workouts, uh, where the coaches can actually put these guys through specific uh, workouts based on uh, what they want to see. But when it comes to the 40-yard dash and the athletic testing, that's why teams will lean combine times over the pro day. Now, for Mike Williams, we didn't have a combine time. Right. So it's all about this 40-yard dash. And I think that was expected in the four fives. You know, we know he's not a burner. If you list his top five strengths as a receiver, speed's not in there. Uh, that's just not what he does best. But I think a four five anywhere in the four fives is a solid time for him. Should we be scared what we saw last year? Is it is it fresh in our mind what we saw Treadwell. last year with Treadwell? Yeah, I, is that is I is the fact scary. that Treadwell yeah. came into the league and wasn't productive right off the bat? Does that give us pause about taking Mike? Is he unjustly getting compared to Treadwell? For the lack of speed, I mean the the, the tape is incredible on Williams. You, all you do is you throw right. on, you throw on the you throw on the Alabama national championship game, and you're uh, and you're yeah. like you're locked in. You're not saying, "Whoa!" Based first, on that game, yeah, first round guy. I don't see it's it's not unfair, you know, because but I think Treadwell's issues are more mental than anything. You know, learning the playbook, understanding how to separate from press coverage. Um, I, I think it's more mental with him with. You know, neither of these guys, Williams or Treadwell, have a great 40-yard dash time. Does that mean that they're going to have a similar trajectory in the NFL? No, but I certainly understand those who have a little bit of pause because they do seem like they win in similar ways. Uh, they're neither are fast. They're big guys who kind of you just throw it in their zip code and they find a way to come down with yeah, it. Yeah, high catch radius right. and all but that. That was in college. Yeah. In the NFL, corners are bigger. They're faster. They press. They like to disrupt routes, and things are just a little bit different. So. I, I understand the concern there. Um, I, I I don't think you're wrong at all. Is it a little bit of you know recency bias? Sure, a little bit. But I, I certainly understand those that have a little bit of concern with what we saw from Treadwell last year. Could we see these top receivers, the guys that we have in this draft, the guys like Davis, Williams, Ross, they've all got questions. All have got questions. Could we see a slide at the wide receiver spot? Yeah, you look at last year, and we talked about these receivers uh, possibly going top 20, and only one went top 20. And that was Corey right. Coleman. Guys like Doxson and Treadwell, Fuller, uh, they were all in the 20s. Could that happen again this year? Uh, you can't rule it out. Uh, I, I think it's more likely, at least in my opinion, they go in the teens. But uh, I don't think we see a receiver top 10. Maybe at 10 in Buffalo. Uh, I think that's a, like, a possible destination for one of these guys. Uh, but I think it's more likely in the teens. But you're right. Each one of these has questions. With Corey Davis, he's got a, a banged-up ankle. Wasn't able to work out at Western Michigan's Pro Day. He's hoping to work out before the draft, but that's no guarantee. Um, and, you know, with Williams, obviously, his speed, and Ross uh, just had another surgery on a shoulder. Uh, so just a lot of medical questions there. So absolutely, there's a lot of lot of issues you can point to with these top receivers. And in a draft where there's a lot of a lot of talent. Yeah, the second round looks really deep. And, I, and, right. and we'll get into that, uh, you know, uh, talking about could a second round guy uh, go above 
Davis or Williams or Ross or one of those guys. You know, a guy like Godwin, you know, we had a, had a nice day at Penn State at the combine. Let me talk about real quick, though. We, we on DallasCowboys.com, we had a uh, we, we have uh, information up on the site. We have a report from, um, from Western Michigan. Yeah. You know, Corey Davis, the questions about him, though. I mean, that, that's, that's something that didn't work out yesterday. Talking to Dane a little bit pre-show, he'd like to work out. You know, when is that going to happen? They thought it was going to be minor ankle surgery. Appears a little bit more than that. Yeah, I would say so. But it's, And a lot of times these guys will have a workout closer to the draft if they're healthy, but yeah. I don't know that – do we know that Davis will be healthy enough to do that? He wants to. Yeah, but see, there's that's no, there's no guarantee. There's gonna be, there could potentially be a couple of top players in this draft, Williams and Hooker, that don't have. Yeah, you could add Ramcheck in there. And Ramcheck, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, we're gonna have to get into Ramcheck um, a little bit later on. Yeah, what's well, going on? The Wisconsin here. offensive tackle. Yeah, exactly. There you go. He did combine stuff, but throw McKinley in there too. Why not? Yeah. Right, he doesn't have a chance to because his three cone time was not good. Not as good yeah. as yeah, shuttles. Not, so yeah, he doesn't have a chance to improve upon those. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but well, and that, like, you know, I'm sitting here thinking I hadn't really thought about it in depth until you said that, but I'm, I don't feel as good about any of the top receivers for various reasons as I did. And obviously, I mean, I love Treadwell. That doesn't look great right now. No, I, you know, you like Dak though. We, you spoke nicely. You don't have to, you don't have to pat me like, no, no, you, you, you spoke nicely about him. But my point being is there were a lot of receivers that we all felt good about in the first round last year, and this year there's something troubling about yeah. all three or four of the top guys. And the second day is stacked. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There are Darius Stewart's, yeah. the Godwins, the, yeah. the Zay Jones, the Carlos Henderson. Ford, Cup. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, all these guys could on. be. Hanson could be a guy as well. Exactly. Jordan Lewis got in a little bit of trouble. He's the cornerback from Michigan. Charged with domestic violence, physical altercation with a with a girlfriend. On your big board, Dan, that's I believe not good. Number, yeah, I believe he's number forty six. Yeah, top fifty. Top fifty. We got that. We got that bit of news, and then later, Lewis uh, tweets out, "It's sad that somebody would like to would want to control you so bad that they would ruin your life over it." Mm. That's intense. And, and like these situations are tough because. Unless there's a video like Joe Mixon's situation exactly. or witnesses, it's a he said, she said. And there's, you know, we don't know the details yet. Like what? Yeah, evidence. we're learning about this, but this right. guy is a, is a top player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he'd be in play for the Cowboys at 60. Absolutely. Uh, if he yeah. was there, uh, you know, and there's a good chance he wouldn't be there because he is a talented corner. Uh, but how does this affect, you know, there's never a good time for this. You know, let's no. put that out there. But no. it's especially worse timing for him now when the Senior Bowl has passed, the Combine has passed. He won't have as as many face-to-face chances with these teams to sit down and say, you know, listen, this is what happened, and kind of explain himself. Uh, if he was in the wrong, he wanted the chance to necessarily show re- the remorse and all that. Uh, he, the Michigan Pro Day is coming up next Friday, so he will have an opportunity there if, if you know he's planned. Got the thirty visit things and, coming up too, right? Uh, and so, well, you have to wonder how many of those are already set for teams, yeah. and they have to kind of scramble and you know if they make an exception. Uh, it's it's tough because there's coming this late in the process. Now, this is different than like the Lyle Collins situation, mm-hmm. but it's similar in the fact that it's just it's so close to the draft. Like you said, I mean, we're almost a month out, right? And so teams are scrambling to find out more information. Will they 
get what they need to know in time for the draft to feel comfortable taking him where his talent says he should go in the top 50. I don't know. It's, it's too early to say. But uh, regardless, it's just it's a bad situation for Lewis and could end up hurting him on draft day. Pierce, that uh, Sidney Jones, a very talented cornerback from the University of Washington, suffered an Achilles injury. Have we heard any more on that? I was trying to dig some more. I haven't heard anybody really say it. It looked like to me watching the tape. Something yeah. to do, the, just the way he came up. Just the way he left out of the there. way, yeah, it wasn't so good. Uh, Buda Baker sounds like he'd had a, a nice workout yeah. there. John Ross, we were talking about him. The shoulder surgery was done Tuesday. Kind of getting some information about him. Talk about Sidney Jones, though, Dave. Here's a guy that you know the Cowboys could have very well considered at 28 if he was there. He's in that kind of huddle of names that I'm always talking about. You know, six to eight names that you hear over and over again. He was definitely one of them. Yeah, and actually, uh, we've got questions about him that I want to say for Twitter on the twenty. But just in general, I mean, I feel terrible for the guy. I mean, I, it's just yeah, it's tragic, really. Yeah, I, a guy that's done everything he needed to do over his career at the combine to put himself in position to be a first round pick. Now he won't be. Where do you see him, Dane? Where does this take him? I mean, you. I mean, and I'm not asking for Dallas because everything's Dallas will take him in the second round, but. Now, I mean, you draft these guys, especially high. You want them to play. This I mean, reminds me of I'm gonna mess up his name, but the the Oregon kid that Cleveland drafted, Ifo Ekpreolamu. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and that was that was tough because yeah, he he hurt his knee right in, in bowl prep. Yep. Yeah, uh, and he fell to the seventh round, and he hasn't been able to uh, you know get his career off the ground. Um, with Sidney Jones, I think he's a better player. So Much I, better player. I don't yeah. think we're gonna see him fall that far. It just it comes down to hopefully you know okay if it is the Achilles he has the surgery soon that way teams have somewhat of an idea of how the surgery goes how the beginning of the rehab goes before the draft and I dropped him about sixty spots on my on my board so about two rounds yeah I think somewhere in the third round is so he where becomes you're a third at. round player yeah instead of a first round player he becomes a third round it player has to take a red shirt as a rookie uh, and you just kind of hope that he gets back to the player that you saw on tape at Washington. That's just that's 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 tragic for him it's because he he, and, he he was a guy and uh, you know he was a guy that you had to consider you know you absolutely oh, had to sure. consider him and this is something that's going to come up every year but do these guys need to be working out as much as they do before yeah. the draft it's something that will be a hot topic uh, among a lot of people you know they go to the combine do this they go to the pro day do this you know the, the uh, also, then you got game. the teams come through, and they, exactly teams, the visit. I mean, it's there's so much, so many layers to this process. Is it too much? Uh, especially if you're a first round guy, do you really need to be doing this much? I understand both sides of the argument. On one hand, these teams are going to invest millions of dollars into you. They want to know everything they want to know. But on this, at this same time, there's plenty of tape out there. Uh, you know, how if you're times? a player, do you work? If you work out the combine, do you just stand on your numbers? Exactly, and I think you saw me work out. You right. saw me go through. Hey, you're the ones that put together these drills. Yes, if you, you saw me, if you want to see me do something else, just go watch the combine. If you're comfortable with what you did at the combine. I think I would not blame a player for not working out anymore at the pro day, especially a top else. player. Right, exactly. Now, if there's a situation where. Uh, you know, a guy like Hassan Reddick, who's changing positions, right. maybe a team wants to see him do a little bit different. Okay, different situation. But for a corner, and City Jones, who's played press, he's played off, he's done, you know everything about him. Uh, and that's what he, he was standing on his combine number. Yeah, he sure was. He his, was just working out for teams. Exactly. His injury came when he was just doing his backpedal right. in a positional drill. So 
I would not be surprised, and I wouldn't blame a player if he decides to rest on what he did at the combine. The columns are, yeah, the hot takes are already coming that this will change the way guys approach this type. If these kids work out at the combine, we shouldn't ask them to work out anymore. If I was a consensus first-round pick. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. If you're a first-round pick. I would, maybe I wouldn't even work out at the combine. I'd be like, you've got two, three years worth of my tape. You know. Well, I think do. the combine part of it, though, if the kid works out there, that's where I disagree. I think if the kid works out at the combine, and I've seen him do drills, that I've seen defensive backs do for years, right. uh, and you do all those things. Yeah, I, I don't I need to see you work out again. Yeah, I, I really don't. If I'm, you know, I don't blame a kid. And hey, that's what that's the. I mean, that's what the draft board's for, right? Most of these Absolutely. guys kind of know their range before this even gets started. Okay, right. before we hit the break, a couple of things, a couple of dates you need to know. The visits for the thirty, the top thirty, are going on right now. You could start. That goes until April nineteenth. So you can bring guys in if your NFL team saw today where Joe Mixon is visiting the Denver Broncos. But these are the, the Cowboys do not typically bring. Do, not in. typically, they do them all. They do, but you can you can start now if you individually want to bring players in for your thirty visits. Yeah, you can start right now, and that date goes until uh, April nineteenth. The second thing you need to know about is the rechecks, the medical rechecks. That's going to take place. April 13th and 14th in Indianapolis. So anybody that had any types of issues, all 32 will be back in Indianapolis, doctors in hand, checking on any information, uh, surgeries, anything that's popped up. We talked about McKinley. We've talked about Ross. They could check on that uh, you know, post-op and uh, get a little bit better idea of what's going on. Okay, when we come back, we'll get to a little Twitter on the 20, so stay tuned. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebrations, increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase, just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag troop thanks. That's hashtag troop thanks. And by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. I went to my first Cowboy football game at the Cotton Bowl when I was 10 years old. I've been a Cowboy fan ever since in the Super Bowl years and the not-so-good ones. Teamwork is what makes winners. At the law office of Domingo Garcia, we play as a team to win your case. If you have been hurt in a car or truck accident, injured on the job, call the law office of Domingo Garcia and join our winning team. With offices in Dallas, Houston, Austin, Odessa, and Tyler, we can help you in Texas. Call 214-941-8300. 214-941-8300. This is the DallasCowboys.com draft show. The Cowboys are on the clock. 
Back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kit Garrison, executive producing. I uh, want to take an opportunity real quick to uh, thank everybody out there that uh, continues to follow along with us, uh, either you know on the various uh, social media platforms. I-, I love the Periscope thing. I love how that uh, quickly gets people involved. It's one of my favorite things that we do. So uh, another one of my favorite things we do is called Twitter on the 20. Twitter, Twitter on the 20. And I'll turn the show over to David Hellman. We kind of talked about this a little bit briefly, so I'll start with this from Sal. Sidney Jones appeared to seriously injure his Achilles at Washington's Pro Day, so now the question is, is he an option for the Cowboys at 60? Because we know how much they love him. You dropped him two rounds, you said, right? It used to be Jake yeah. Butt, now it's Sidney yeah. Jones. I think that's too early. Uh, for a player that's going to take a red shirt, you know, he's not going to play your rookie year, not going to help you. Uh, and it's not like... You know, like with Jalen Smith, Jalen Smith was arguably the best player in the draft last year. You know, I think that was a little different. You know, you're the the risk reward there. Sidney Jones is a nice player, um, but you know he was going to go probably in the twenties. You know, for a reason. So, I in the third round, yes, I consider him. The second, no, I, I want a starter in the second round. This team, as much as we all went through, if you talk to people in this organization, they appreciate Jalen Smith. They don't want to go through Jalen Smith again. Yeah, and, and I mean that's in respect. I, I mean this, and I mean I don't this, want to go. They, they don't want to have to. They don't want to have to sit there and watch a guy that they pick highly not be able to play. This team needs players. This team needs guys to play right now. It's nice to sit there and think, "Hey, Jalen Smith, grab him." Doctor did the surgery. I still believe if Doctor hadn't done the surgery, or or Cleveland hadn't taken their guy ahead of him, that we wouldn't have. Jalen Smith here. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But just talking to folks about it, they're like, we need players. We need guys that can play now. The Jake Butts, the Sidney Jones, the guys, maybe McKinley, the guys that are hurt that probably won't play. Don't need them. They, 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 can't, they can't afford to do that anymore. I mean, they, they've got a lot of uh, holes on. And I'm talking about from the Cowboys' perspective. Now, maybe another team could do it, but sure. Dallas needs defensive help. 21 people are going to walk out of this building likely. You know, yeah. on, well, on free agency. Not so. 21. They well, like you, you, get my, you get my hint. A lot, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Good segue because Will wants to know, Dane, you talk about this often. How much does Ramsick's hip scare you? Tackle is suddenly something the Cowboys might be interested in. Yeah, I'll save that for the doctors. Um, I don't know about the extent of the injury, uh, especially for a tackle. You're know, a guy that's you know naturally big-boned. Uh, yeah. You know, you kind of worry about that a little bit, but if the doctor says it's okay, no long-term effects, just kind of something that happened, then I'll feel better. But it is something that you kind of leave in the hands of the doctors to tell you the current uh, prognosis and then just long-term, you know, with any concerns. But I think at 28, if he's there, absolutely you have to consider him. Can I throw another name? Would you consider playing Dion Dawkins at tackle? From what you saw on Temple film, I'm not talking at 28, maybe at... In the second uh, round? Yeah. Uh, I think he could do it. I think he's a much better guard. Um, and he's, he played left a lot of left tackle at Temple. So, right. I mean, you know he can do it, uh, but I think I feel a lot more comfortable with him at, at inside a guard. If I'm going to go for a tackle, Taylor Moten from Western Michigan. There you go. That'd hey. be my guy. At okay, Sydney. well, how about Robinson then? Would you consider Robinson at 28? No. No, I wouldn't. They're just... Ramchek to me is a top 20 player in this draft. And if he slips a little bit because of the hip, then that's a value pick at 28. And as long as my doctors tell me 
you know, you're good to go. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take him there. But Robinson, to me, is not a top 30 player. Let me ask you one more question then. Considering what you know about the offensive tackles in this draft, and now that you understand where the Cowboys are at, with the depth on defense, would you consider going offensive tackle first at 28 if you said Ram checks there, somebody like that, and then turn around at 60 and 90 and those other things and grab defense? I, fair argument, you know, because you're right about the depth of this class with different, the pass rushers and the corners. You can conceivably Safety find those too. guys. Yeah. Right. Where at tackle, if you don't get your guy early, I mean, there's there's no guarantee that Taylor Moten will be there at 60. Yeah. You kind of hope you cross your fingers. But, uh, you know, tackle is not a strong group. And there's only four or five, I think, in this draft that will end up being uh, future starters, at least long-term starters. So if you don't get your guy early, uh, you might be out of luck. Even at, at 60, that yeah. might be too late. You might have missed the boat. Knowing, and I know tight end's a lot deeper than tackle, but I feel that way about both of those spots. Like if you, if a Ramsick fell there or if O.J. Howard or somebody was there, just give me that guy, and I'll yeah, we can fill the defense with. See, I think picks. people, I think people would lose their minds if you drafted. And, but I, well, the, the, I, the educational I, part of this is, it's just what he said: the depth at the position, grab the best one, and yeah. then turn around and play with strength at two, three, and four. The people right. who would lose their minds are the people who don't really pay attention to how the draft works. And well, we it, hope that we're educating folks. Like even, I mean, for every person that listens to this show, and we appreciate you, there's like a thousand more Cowboy fans who don't really tune into the draft until like the Wednesday of draft week. Shame on you. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, anyway, which, okay, that's a good segue for a question from Michael, which is uh, reports coming out, and, you know, I don't think you draft because of a – eight-week injury, but reports are out that Jeff Swain broke his foot during off-season workouts this week, which will put him out till training camp. And we already talk about tight end anyway. We know this is a deep class. Like, what's your priority level on tight end in this draft for the Cowboys? I think the only one, well, the only one I would grab early, in my opinion, is Howard. That's at the, 28? Yeah, that's the one. You'd and, pass on a Njoku then? Yeah, I would I, pass on a Joku. I'd pass on Butt, and I would, and then you know what? I could feel like that maybe third, fourth, fifth round, maybe. Is there a tight end in this group, by the way? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is there a true tight end in this, other than the kid from, from Ashland? I'm just, I was just about to say Shaheen. Right. Yeah, Shaheen is – no, Shaheen talk fun. about Shaheen. No, 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 we're good with that. But I'm just saying, though, if you had to grab – you would consider grabbing the best tight end, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, and if Howard or Njoku were there at 28 – Oh, you're that's... thinking about Njoku at 28. Oh, yeah, if he's there. I'm jumping off the Njoku bandwagon, not because I don't think he's a good player, but I, like, I think, I've said this before, I don't trust the Cowboys to make that work. I just don't. That's fair. I don't, and that's not that's not the type of tight end that they want anyway. So you're you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like they need an OJ Howard or a Shaheen. Like they want Jason Witten. Not right. that you're going to get a Hall of Famer, but you want that type of player. Which if Jake Butt was healthy, I'd be all over him at 28. Honestly. Yeah. But I I'm I'm the Cowboys aren't going to use the athletic Jimmy Graham tight end the right way anyway. So. I'm just I'm, so you're out on that. I'm jumping off that band, but you're okay with Howard coming in though. Yeah, because he can do what they want him to, and while still being a viable, you know, option down target. the field. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. And there are other tight ends later on uh, they can fill that role. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle from Arkansas, uh, Michael Roberts from Toledo, uh, guys like that who you don't have to spend, uh, you know, uh, 
early capital on a tight end in this draft. You can you can find a guy later that can be serviceable. Too rich. Daniel Jeremiah went with Ingram at 28. Yeah, get out. It's a little rich, right? Go away. Really? Yeah, that was his mock to Dallas. Go away. That's that's a. I don't need a. Oh well, wait, he's got his arms folded here. You you thinking about that? No, I. Because you said a Joku and that Howard, a, right? That was a really of incredulity. Like he's like, really? Hmm. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, interesting. Okay, DJ. <laughs> Hello, yeah. DJ. He's trying not to throw shade, but I'm telling you, that's terrible. I don't like it at all. Um, Perry, I'm this. Perry knows the way to my heart. You get another gif out of this? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Perry knows the way to my heart because this guy is my current favorite player in the draft. Um, would you? And I've been talking about him all week. I Get ready. Would you rather have Buda Baker at 28 or Desmond King at 60? The question of the day. Right, thanks. And, I mean, obviously, we talk about Desmond King as a safety all the time, so I'm putting that with that caveat. But I just think the Cowboys. I got him in the same round. Second. Yeah. These questions are tough because it matters. Okay, if you're going king in a 60, who you get in the first round. Sure, I get that. But just play the game with me, Dane. I I like king a lot, but you've never seen him play safety before. And that's the big issue there. So uh, you like, you kind of, you project. But you like the physical toughness, don't you? Yeah. But you like the physical toughness. The ball skills, uh, the ball awareness. Yeah. uh, He is a tough son of a gun. I like him a lot. uh, But. I, don't, I like Baker too, and at 28, I'm, he might not be the best player on the board, but it'd be close. I mean, to me, yeah. I've got him right there in that in the early 30s on my board. So I mean, I think he'd be right in that discussion as a top five player, possibly at 28. Um, Is he the honey badger? He's in that mold where again, you have to be a little creative with him because he's trust not a, our team to be creative with a guy. Not as a general rule of thumb, but like they they were pretty creative with Byron when he yeah. was a rookie. That he, like they did stuff with him, and you have to kind of be similar with this because he's not a true free safety. I think he's more of a, a nickel free safety where he does a little bit of both. He's mm-hmm. not you know what if I, typical at either. Spot. Who's got a better chance to succeed, the UConn tall safety or Buda Baker being short? Give me Buda Baker right now. Yeah, like it's not, not even close. Yeah, it's not close for me either. I, I think they're very far apart in terms of. I was just out. thinking about. I was thinking about overly tall six four safety, right? As opposed to give me the Elefani. unimpressive looking dude who just screams at the ball on. Give me the better snap. football player. Yeah, that's Baker. I just like. I think some teams are going to be worried about his height. I, oh I yeah, that's, sure. Uh, by the way, I looked this up. Earl Thomas is not six foot tall. He's like 5'10", 5'11". This can be done. Okay. He, he I'm was, in. I'm yeah. so no, in. No, no, I love the player. I told you. I mean, but I, I, I love King, put, though, too. Byron at safe. Put Byron at free safety. Give me Jeff Heath, like, down in the box, and then let Buda Baker just be a free-ranging monster guy. There are a lot of teams. In. Well, who, okay. They'll not take a safety under 200 pounds. So Baker, absolutely. I think he'll be off boards, at least in the top 50, because he's, uh, you know, in the mid 190s, he's shorter. 198, isn't he? Right. So he's, yeah. but he doesn't hit the 200 pound threshold. Right. And I think his play weight's probably closer to 190. You know, probably bulked up a little bit for the combine. So I, I think he's a guy that it won't be considered for some teams in the top 50 because of his size. But you again, you have to think a little bit outside the box with him. Uh, I don't. Baker or Peppers? I have Be- I, I have them close, but I have Baker like two spots ahead an honest man right there. I don't think the Cowboys would draft either one at 28. I think but 
that's neither here nor there. But they're the same type of player, though, right? I mean, it's that you have to figure and, out and something well, for them, right? I think, right? I think Dane's right. I think like, that's too rich for 28th overall pick in their eyes. That's just me taking Okay. Guess. I, I trust you got good sources. Um, Where was I? Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you all on the spot twice. Brent, guy at 28 who's in that range who you just don't want. Like, just trash somebody for me right here. Uh, like the guy that like if he's picked at twenty seven, you're like, oh no, that's terrible. Like uh, Brian's always talking about. What about Garrett Bowles, Utah tackle? Yeah, I, yeah, that's my guy. No, my guy. No, no, no. You, you stole my guy. I said him first. Here's all right with Bowles. Like he's gonna be a twenty five year old rookie. He's athletic as heck, but strength questions, technique questions. I just I, I worry about him. Uh, you know, if wait a minute, wait, wait, where did this all come from? What are you talking about? I feel like Dane's been pretty consistent about that. I kind of felt like I was the guy when we were watching him. I hated because he was wearing the red leg things and he looked really skinny and thin. You might hate him more than I do than I do, but I don't I don't like him at 28. I mean, I Let me ask you this. How about Tabor? Uh, would Tabor would Tabor would Tabor bother you at 28? He bothers me in general just because of he didn't, he didn't interview well. We're talking and, off-field stuff right yeah. here, not tape. I'm guessing. Well, and then just no, no, just in general. Dash. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. talk about the speed, mid, mid four sixes. Yeah. So I he he does bother me right now. He's a guy that I think we still need to figure out. But uh, at 28, that's I don't I don't hate it. So I don't bowls. I, I would not like at 28. How about Taco? That's yeah, Taco because Taco's not a right end. Yeah. Favorite conversation. Uh, not unless they move, it. unless they plan on moving Demarcus Lawrence over to the right end and t- keeping Taco on the left end, I uh, you know I don't know maybe that's there a possibility. Are, there are worse things in the world than finding a solid left end at twenty eight. Like you're not picking. He hates it when you talk about left and right. You're not well, picking in the top ten. I'm I'm okay with and I I mean I don't necessarily disagree because I'm okay with Demarcus Lawrence at right end because I think that's where he is. Taco or McDowell from Michigan State. Two guys with issues. Uh, <laughs> we're just crapping on everybody right no, now. No, it, it's, it. it's a fair question. Malik McDowell is one of the top five players in this draft in terms of talent. And talent. 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 Just based on the talent. But he doesn't always play like it. Yeah, he that's true. Michigan State last year. Started, they started great. Oh, and yeah. Once the season went downhill. Oh, he went so downhill too. McDowell. Yeah. And you have to worry about just maturity level, things like that. You're investing a first-round pick on a guy that does worry you. But he's, I think they might already have their Malik McDowell with Irving. You know, he's that yeah. big, that tall, plays inside, plays a little outside. Uh, they might already have that guy. Can you play with two? Uh, probably, but I don't know if this team will want to. I think that's fair. Uh, for I mean, for me, it's McKinley. I think I've made that pretty clear. Mm. I, you just don't like the injury at all. Do I you? don't want to draft a guy that won't be on the field in training camp. I just don't. I mean, he might be awesome. He seems like he will be awesome. It's not about fair. him as a player. That's fair. Um. Here's one. It's a good question, by the way. Yeah, no, Very I like that. Uh, we're gonna tie in. We're gonna tie it all together right That's here. That's where you throw your pen. Yeah, act, yeah. Act, uh, oh, oh no, oh, no. Kenley, no. <laughs> uh, Julio wants to know, like, what what's the deal with Romo, and how does it tie into the draft? Like, are they holding him in the hopes that they might get something done on draft day? Because that's what it seems like to me. Dane, are you okay with what they're doing with Romo right now? I guess. I mean, I. I know you're you not might, here well, every day with us and well, stuff you, like. You, look, you but might for draft well. for draft purposes, right? I, are they going to end up trading him? I don't think so because I don't. I think teams are going to call their bluff. Uh, but if you don't need to 
get rid of him right now, then why do it? You know, just hold on to him. And you think teams could evaluate what's going on with this quarterback class and say, you know what, it might be worth it to us to flip something to have a right to negotiate with him but and see, not have to turn this into a. They haven't figured that out already. Are they well, really maybe, going to here in that last month? I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm looking for. A uh, I think that that's the Cowboys' hope. I think. Yeah. I it's, would argue that these. For all intents and purposes, I'm thinking Houston and Denver. I don't know where else he would go. And in that case, they're not looking at the draft for the guy that's going to be their quarterback right now anyway because Houston likes Savage and Denver's got both of their guys still. Go to battle with Savage, see how that turns out. I'm, I mean, I think they would, honestly. If not, I mean, They if, will be talking about Houston needing a quarterback next year. You're probably right, but for the time being, and that, I guess that's what I, I just, I'm not convinced. I can't stay healthy. I'm not convinced that teams being on the clock on draft night is going to convince them to change their minds about. But maybe leading up to the draft. Maybe. I think that's the Cowboys' hope, and that's why yeah. you don't necessarily need to release him right now. But with that said, I don't think they're going to end up trading Tony Romo. I'll be very surprised, yeah. I think. I, I think the writing's on the wall that they're not going to, and I just right. worry about this dragging out. I don't I don't think he needs to be here when the offseason program starts. Well, I just think, it, it, but you also have to think that, about your team. That gives you until April 17th. Sure, that's sure. still a month away. Yeah, and I mean, if, and that's and that's what that's right. Ten days for the draft, exactly. basically. If nothing, why not? It, but but I'm if nothing has been done by like April 10th, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think you just need to make a call and I'm get, okay with this. Get on with it. I'm okay. I know. Well, you and Mickey Spagnola want to hold. I'm okay with this because I'm okay with this because I you know I'm 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 trying to create opportunity. I'm trying. But at what point are you just kidding yourself? Huh. That's I never until until the final guy says, well, it's not going to work. I keep fighting. Okay. I keep fighting in the draft room, thinking that someone's going to call me and they're going to look at their board and say, you know what, we need this guy to play quarterback. That's right. That's I mean, what I'm hoping. That would that would be the best possible. I tell you, my hope Cowboys. is that both these teams look at themselves and say, wait a minute, what is this going to cost us to get him if he gets to the open market? I would do it not just to have to compete against another team. But it, don't you think the cost Romo's cost on the open market would be less than what you would get by trading for his contract? He's going to want if it comes down to two teams battling for his services, it's going to turn into teams going well. I and how would you feel if you were if you all you had to do was flip a fourth round pick to Dallas at least to talk to him? Yeah. How are you going to feel if you're the other team? If you're Houston, just swapping spots I, I've, I've talked about that for yeah. days nobody wants to believe me on it, that it, well, I, no it would be amazing I just I did it with Denver 28 to 20 I, I've done all this right I did this weeks ago okay Dave thanks thank you very much thanks yeah. to everybody out there and yeah. uh, Twitter on the 20 when we come back Dave Hellman's gonna play tell me more stay tuned to work this big land you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. With unlimited data from AT&T, you can stream your favorite DirecTV content almost anywhere. Side effects may include sports-induced public celebration, yes! increased desire to share spoilers, and repeated late-night use of the phrase. Just one more episode. The unlimited effect. Get unlimited data when you switch to AT&T Wireless and have DirecTV. 
Up to 22 gigabytes of data usage. AT&T may slow speeds. Must have eligible TV service. If you're not eligible, AT&T will move you to a new plan and overage charges may apply. Plan will include stream saver. Other restrictions apply. See store for plan details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, Cowboy legends, cheerleaders, and me, Brian Broaddus. Want to stay at the team hotel? With Star Sports Tours, you can. And our outstanding ticket selection is unmatched. You can trust the official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit StarSportsTours.com to book your travel packages today. Ice Cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together like Texas and football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So, next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper to make your Cowboys party one of a kind. Dr. Pepper, a Dallas Cowboys tradition. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here at the SWBC Market Studios. Take a trip down memory lane. Memory, yeah, down memory lane. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kit Garrison, executive producer. Uh, thanks again to everybody out there for uh, hanging out with us. We also want to thank a sponsor of ours, David. So I knew I would be I'm, – I'm just the designated underwear read guy. You're the guy that uh, – I tend to wear the socks, which okay. I love the wow. socks and you know the, the, other, the, the, the underwear part of it and everything. I mean, I really – Am uh, am getting used to it though. It's comfortable stuff. I it, it really is. And yeah. I come. I, I actually wore the socks today because I knew I would be doing this read. But yeah, I can't recommend Tommy John enough. Amazing products. Uh, you're tired of hearing me say this, but it's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You can get all your Tommy John and Cowboys related needs. And for the umpteenth time, Dane's tired of hearing me say it, but this it's quality quality. Socks, shirts, underwear, whatever you need. And we thank Tommy John for all their um, work with us at the Dallas Cowboys. We really do appreciate it. Okay, let's get into a little tell me more, if you would, David. I'm excited to be doing this for the first time this year. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, Kent. And actually, I I was really proud of myself because I'm positive we have not talked in depth about any guy on this list on this Mm. show. That's good. Although we did touch on the first guy today, which kind of bummed me out, but that's okay. But tell me more about Western Michigan tackle. Taylor Moten. Guy's experience at right guard and right tackle. I think you play either spot. The biggest shoulders you've ever seen. Broad shoulders. Ha- helps with that wingspan. Uh, you don't see him lose a lot of reps on tape. It's not always pretty, but he doesn't lose a lot of reps. Uh, not that prototypical uh, athletic left tackle who's going to protect the blind side. But on the right side, uh, where, where he wins the point of attack, strong hands, controls, uh, defenders, I think he can lock down the right side, be a starter for a long time. Yeah, I, I see a guy for a big guy that gets to the second level, makes some plays. You know, you, you know, you talk about a, a guy that, you know, is is that big. But when you talk about second-level players, give me the guy that – and this is where this scheme is really is good, the Cowboys scheme, is you got to get those guys to get out on the edge. We've seen Tyron Smith. We've seen Ron Leary. We've seen these guys get out on the edge and create problems. And and I think with, with Moten, you've got that. You've got a guy that's, uh, that's just how big, how physical he is. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with him just because, again – the fact that he's played a couple of different positions, the guard, the tackle spot, I think right. tells a lot about the kid. You know me. I'm a bottom line guy. Where can I get him? Y'all said it. 60 is 60. Pro- is, if he, I mean, if he's there, I, 
again, with this tackle class, these guys are going to get pushed up. And yeah. so yeah. I think – I hate picking in the back of the draft. Yeah. You know, his workout from yesterday, 23 times with 225. That's what he did at the combine. Yeah, 30 and a half the vertical. That's what he did at the combine. And then uh, 458 in the shuttle. So those must be the combine numbers that I was pulling from yeah. our, our article that we have on DallasCowboys.com. If you want to read about the Western Michigan Pro Day – uh, recommend you go there. We'll have Clemson up today too, right? Yes, we the will. Day, yes, so. we will. Okay. Tell me more about North Carolina State safety Josh Jones. Good player. Uh, he, if you squint really hard, you can see a little <laughs> Jalen Ramsey uh, with the mm. way the way he was used at NC State. Okay. Not the same caliber of athlete, but Josh Jones did blow up the combine with his numbers. Um, he was a strong safety, and they moved him to free this past year as a junior, and he played mostly on the boundary, and he was fantastic against the run, against the pass. Uh, a big kid who can run. What he did at the combine, I think, solidified himself as a borderline top 50 pick in this draft. So he might not, might not even be on the board at 60 for the Cowboys in the second round. When you watch this kid's tape, and I did it, East Carolina, Clemson, Louisville, Florida State, and Vandy, the one thing you notice is when he comes up to hit, ball carriers stop in their tracks. Yeah. Stopping power. I mean, he just, it's like he comes in a hurry, he covers some ground, and he will knock you out. What and measurables he, are we working with here? 6'2", uh, two, 215 pounds, I want to say, coming in. I didn't have, I guess. 6'1 and a half, 220 at yeah, the combine. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I like it. Yeah, so I, like I, I got to update my combine. And he ran a 4'4'1. Four, four, yeah. Uh, Oof. I like Th- this. This thing is, I don't know how much you really want to play him in coverage. All right, great. But, I, but, I, but, the, but his best trait is tackling. He is an. He is an. He. I mean, he could cover. I thought he covered better, though. I, I should qualify this. I thought he covered better in the red zone than he did in the field. You know, and so sometimes a little bit of Barry Church. Remember what Barry so Church says? We see. You're yeah, telling me he's yeah. an athletic upgrade over Barry Church. Absolutely, but the same is. skill set. Yeah, and and a, a very good tackler. So keep that in mind, Dane's. I think Dane. I love the size of this kid. I, I really, him, really do. I can get him at sixty. I think you can get him at sixty. I don't. I don't. In my updated, I did my top 100 this week. He came in at number 50 for me. It'll be so close. It'll, it'll be close. Need some upsets. Tell me number more. Number 50. Good. That's yeah. There you go. I, I don't like that. No, that's not good. I don't like that. Tell no. me more about Ohio State. Something receiver. to talk about draft night. <laughs> yeah. Noah Brown. Ooh. Redshirt sophomore who really should have gone back to school, but I think he looked at all right, JT Barrett. This yeah. passing offense. What Good luck I, with that. What am I really going to gain by coming back for another year? So he came out after his redshirt sophomore year. Didn't have a productive season. Uh, if you watch the Oklahoma game, you think, oh, this guy's a future first-round pick. He had four touchdowns, that amazing behind-the-back touchdown. But besides that, Ohio— or the How about Oklahoma the catch game? at Wisconsin in the corner of the yeah, end zone? Yeah, in the corner. Yeah, right. we see, full extend, we drag the toes. Control, yeah. see the control. Uh, the, yeah, the full extension with that length. I, I think it's a perfect example of what he is. Uh, and he's. I'm impressed with how— how well he does getting off press coverage. He's yeah. a physical guy. Uh, uses that length to his advantage. He can create his own separation. Not a burner, uh, but he's a big-bodied guy who is still very I think, raw in his development. I think he's not going to really help you in year one, but projecting him down the line three years from now, he could be a player, and that's why he's, uh, to me, in that third, fourth-round range, a guy that you might have to redshirt for a year, but uh, he's a worthy investment at that point. He reminds me of Des Bryant running routes. I'm going to go ahead and just throw that out there. Yeah. Top and I'm talking about a big body throw. guy that runs inside routes, comes across, can extend. 
I, I like what Dane's saying about the physical side of it because I think that's what he is. Des Bryant is not a great route runner, but he runs a lot of those routes where it's inside, using your body, the yeah. slants, the ends, the drags. You don't need to be a great route runner. You don't need to be, yeah. When you Th- can this, beat this, up everybody. Yeah, this guy's got a little physical to him. 220 pounds. Yeah. All right, well, let me – I mean, and I watched some tape of him before. I just second. compared him to a $70 million player. I was going to say, that. you just compared him to a – But I think Dane's got him right in the round. I think Dane, the 3-4, th- the three, three, four, four, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm, what I'm hearing, and again, I'm always thinking about the Cowboys selfishly, but do, do they need that? Do they need another guy like that? No, they need some speed. They need right. a speedster. They need and some speed. They need that West Virginia kid. Honestly. Somebody could go vertically. He did it at a higher level, but you're describing a similar skill set to me to Andy Jones. Yeah, th- this, this guy's a more physical player than Andy Jones. Just in, you get my point. Yeah, uh, I think I do. I'm going to stay in Ohio for Dane. Yeah. Dane special right here. Tell me more about Youngstown State edge rusher, not Derek Rivers, Avery Moss. The Penguins, who arguably had the best pass rush duo in all of college football last year with Rivers and, and Avery Moss. Um uh, Nebraska transfer. This was, this was a top recruit at one time. Uh, it passed up offers from Stanford and some others. Go to Nebraska, play for Bo Pelini. Got himself into some trouble uh, and was banned from the school. Uh, yeah, ended did up. Did you kind of hear what he did? I, he exposed himself. Yeah. I did read about that, yes. Yeah. Um, he follows uh, Coach Pelini at Youngstown State where, you know, and listen. He I've stopped exposing himself. He did. Uh, we'll go balls out with this. <laughs> oh, <boy>. I, <laughs> I, I've talked to some of his coaches about him, and yeah. they, they've all Tommy John. <laughs> yeah. He'll do the read for Tommy John if we draft him. Go ahead. His coaches have all told me that they consider this a isolated incident, like yeah. just a, a immature decision, like on a bet, that type of deal. But uh, just a good, smart individual who had an immature moment. So I'm not going to hold that what happened against him, uh, you know, too much. Uh, but you know, is he on the same level as Rivers rushing off the edge? No but he still has a pass rush skill set to work with. Did you notice some of the times, though, he was quicker off the ball than Rivers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has, I mean, he has the length that you can work with. Um, I have some questions about him versus the run, but as a pass rusher, uh, he can. He has got a little bit of bend to him. He's got that arc acceleration. Yeah. He, he can put pressure on the pocket, uh, not quite as effectively as Rivers, but still to the point where he can, you know, create some kind of havoc. I think he's better than Rivers, and this is where I'm going to disagree with you. Watching him play on tape, I see a guy playing with his hands. I see a guy that can extend into the block. And now, is it always getting off the block? I mean, he's he's getting hands inside, and then quick, and then boom, you know, get rid right. of a guy. The thing, though, I really liked about him is if the ball did come back inside, and he was up the field. I mean, he was plant. Back inside, making the tackle. So yeah, I I had somebody from Nebraska tell me about him, and they're like, well, this is what he did. And I'm thinking, oh no, here we Uh-oh. go, one of those deals. Keep show. But four eight six at the combine is not indicative of what he is playing football. I mean, you're talking about 6'3", 264 pound guy, but you look at his time; it's four eight six at the con- and I bet you if you go to if you go to Youngstown and read time him he'll run better than that because he plays faster. Well, it's interesting cuz he at YSU's pro day he didn't run again. So yeah, that that's that's yeah. that's not He just might not be a great tester. No. You know? And that and he might just yeah, that might be the but I thought you could probably but I I agree with Dane, the bend, the finish, that's his game. But there and like I said, there's snaps 
where you you see him, it's him and Rivers, and he's off the ball before Rivers and in disruptive mode as Rivers is trying to be disruptive. He's got those 34-and-a-half-inch arms. Yeah. I'm surprised he only did 14 reps on the bench. Yeah. I dig that arm length. Yeah, um, that's that's what you want. You where, dig the exposing part of it, too? No, I don't. Oh, gross. <laughs> where do it, where? Look at length. <laughs> Kent is on point today. Where can I get him? Um, I think I had a four or five on. Yeah, I was more in that. I was closer to five. That's honestly what I want to hear from these. Tell me more guys. I, I think I it's. I think four or five is deals. fair. I think four or five is fair. I think you probably might have to get him at four. No, I've got a five on him. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, four or five. But I, I, five I would, I would go. You went straight five. Straight five. Straight five. I mean, their fourth round pick is essentially a five anyway. Yeah. Um, True. Tell me more. Another an un, another unsung guy from a power school. Tell me more about Washington's Kevin King, who seems to be rising up the hype boards recently. Well, when you're that size and yep. you test yep. like he did, uh, did you watch Arizona State by uh, tape by chance? Let me see what I watched that day on Kevin King. Well, if if you probably didn't then, because no, I didn't. Arizona, inter- Utah, Oregon, and Stanford. His interception against. Uh, Arizona State was one of the top three. Was, you'll see, uh, really impressive. Use that full extension. Use those ball skills. Uh, he's not really technically proficient at playing cornerback uh, with his footwork, right? With the way he moves in both man and off coverage. Uh, but when you have those foundation traits, the length, the speed, uh, he can bend. He's flexible. Uh, when he locates the ball, he'll go up and get it and. He can be a playmaker when the ball is in the air. So when you have those foundation traits, that's the type of corner you want to work with. Uh, he does need some work, far from a, fo- uh, a polished product. But again, when you have those those raw traits, uh, it's, it's something you can project him forward to being something uh, more than just uh, you know a guy, a guy with promise. You can project him as a starter. Yeah, six three, even two hundred pounds. Four uh, four four five is what the the, the measurables all lead to believe. I'll tell you this though about him. I mean, I I was surprised that uh, for a guy that is his height, really, you know, it takes him a little bit to get going. And I and I mean, I understand that when you get tall guys, leggy, leggy. He's got long legs, but man, the guy plays with some balance. I mean, I, I worry about guy. You're thinking, oh, it's going to take him. You know, he's going to have trouble. But the length makes him a hard guy to get away from. You know he he can he, when he gets his hands he's very competitive. That's the thing. Dane's got him right, but he's a physically tough guy when playing man coverage because you can't get away from him. That's the thing. Now uh, the getting going part that has maybe to do when he has to play in the off coverage, but I think he matches up well against any size. Anything you throw at him, he's going to find a way to make plays. Two three. Uh, I've got a two on him. And I think Solid. there's a chance he can go in the first. Ayo, what he did at the combine. Uh, yeah, I mean he's the the buzz around him is right. building for sure. Yeah, you just don't see many corners like him. No, so, you really don't. You know, I mean, a team like and, Seattle in the late first, uh, you know, Green Bay, the teams that really value the length and the size at corner. Yeah, uh, that would make some sense. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, the the tackling thing is going to be a little bit of a question for him. You think he may be a little bit better for his size that he would be a better tackler, six three, two hundred. He's really not, but the the, no the coverage aspect of his game is impressive. Yeah. It really, really is. Well, that's what you pay corners for. Absolutely, I mean, I'll, for, I'll forgive your bad tackling. He had lock people down like a, ten or eleven reps on the bench. Yeah, that's impressive for a, for a guy that long. Right, thirty-two inch arms. Is that it, Dave? That is it. All right, Kent Garrison. Hey, I'm going to go to you. Do we got anybody who wants to talk to us today? 
Phone lines are open. Get us in in the next minute and a half, and we okay. can get you on. What are we gonna uh, as we as we kind of finish this day out though? What do we got coming up though in the coming weeks? That, well, the coming week that you feel like that we're gonna need to uh, need to keep a close eye. Yeah, you got Oh, I want to also want to uh, talk about though your the beast. That how, how's yeah. that coming along? That's the Dane Brugler. If you go to his uh, his uh, Twitter page, DP Brugler. You will find that uh, he's. Uh, you'll pin that about that tweet about the beast. Yeah, as soon it's as it's out. ready, which hopefully in the next two weeks. I mean, I'm working uh, late nights, you know, until three a.m. Getting up at seven and you know starting to back up again. And, and explain the beast. I always we call it the beast, but it's the in depth reports on the top four hundred guys in this draft. Uh, you know, we know about the top guys, but similar to a, a tell me more. You know, we try to go really deep on each one of these guys, all the details. Uh, nothing too small. It'll it'll all be in there. So the oh. best draft guide. Yeah, it is. It is outstanding. It, and we're working on our draft guide too here for Star Magazine. Uh, we we take a lot of pride in that as well. So yep. uh, we'll keep everybody abreast of of, of Dane's uh, when it gets out. Like I say, make sure you're following him on Twitter for all good draft information. He does a great job too of answering your draft questions. Okay. If you're new to the draft show, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to him or myself. Uh, you know, David Hellman. Uh, we'll do our best to uh, to do that. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, the radar gun times from the combine. Con- uh, Sean Watson came in at forty nine, which is below average. Yeah, it's, and uh, I heard the workout today was below average. Right from Clemson. How much stock do you put into the mile per hour with the quarterbacks? Traditionally, you want at least fifty five. You yeah. know, Pat Mahomes is sixty, which right. Is Mahomes is off the chart, but traditionally you want fifty five. Now at forty nine. You know, you watch him on tape, and it's okay. It's okay. Not yeah. a great arm, but yeah. not a terrible arm. No, no. Does the 49 number worry you at all, or is that a number you just kind of brush off? I don't brush it off, but it doesn't bother me. I, I worry about the accuracy. You know, I worry. More so not, not, not worried. I, I, when a quarterback, I look at accuracy. If the ball's slow and it's not accurate, it does, it's going to get knocked down. But to me, you know, when you got I, – I, I still think there's a lot of great traits about Watson. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. I like Deshaun Watson a lot, but I, I kind of feel like, and I mean, that's what happens with quarterbacks, but people are talking about him as a top 10, 20 pick, and I just don't think that's realistic based on what is there. I, I mean, I've already said it a half a dozen times. He's like Dak all over again, and Dak, obviously you'd pick him one right now, but he was projected as a third. I wouldn't think that Dak Prescott right? showed similar kind of traits. I need to go look at that number. But, I mean, I don't think that Dak Prescott's ball speed was... I believe he was like 53. So he was he right was at the average. With that shoulder at right. the time at the combine. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we just don't see a lot of below 55, but especially below 50. Right. That's rare. And so it just it's just one of those interesting you know numbers from the combine that needs context. Uh, yeah. But it's something that I don't think you brush off. But, you know, it's tough to figure out how much you weigh something like that i just feel like people are trying to peg him as a top 20 pick when he's more like a top 60 pick that's my impression at least i don't i i have a one two on him i've got him you know in the right around the 25 to 30 range on my board um do quarterbacks get pushed up absolutely all the time did mahomes go is did mahomes go up from 50 for you uh to like 46 yeah not not too much but be interesting. everybody's falling in love with Mahomes, and I, I like Mahomes too. Yeah, I, I have Williams higher than I mean Williams uh, Watson higher than Mahomes. Mahomes is one of my favorite players in this draft, though, regardless of position. I think people sure. are just because I like watching yeah. him on tape. People yeah. are, are. I like watching the crazy yeah. plays and I, stuff like that. Yeah. Run around, throw the ball. I mean, Blaine Gabbert went eleven overall. You yeah, know, this, these things happen. Yeah, 
All right. Well, let's well, do it. Uh, oh, you got one? Yeah, we got one call. Okay, great. Well, Dominic, what's oh, up? Dominic, go ahead. What do you got, man? Hey, I was just calling about the Tony Romo situation. And uh, what I was thinking is, um, kind of nervous, but. Don't worry about it. We're all, we're okay. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think they should hold. I wouldn't, I would not release him. Sure. Because I think the Cowboys are on the cusp of, of really doing something good. Like, like, like you guys said, they have the right tools in place, you know, with Elliott and uh, Prescott. So what I would do, I would hold on to him, and I think that some GM is going to say, okay, second or third pick, what's going to do me better? Is it going to be Tony Romo or the second or third round pick? And I think they're going to say, hey, we got to take a shot. I mean, Romo's iffy. He could get hurt. But I think if you make a – a trade that's friendly and get get him at the right price. You're not going to sign him for five years. I think that's where the Cowboys made a mistake. They gave him too much. And uh, I love Tony Romo, but the Cowboys have paid him, and I think I think they should uh, get something for him. And I think they should explain that to Tony. I think I think Tony would understand. It's like, hey, this is the Cowboys. I'm a fan. I think about the Cowboys. Sometimes you know, a lot of players they got to get their money. They go. Mm-hmm. So Tony. Got to give the Cowboys something back. I, I just totally believe that, and I think it's a smart thing to do. Okay. Because they are so close to being a, a really great team. Okay. And close. a good draft this this year will really help them. All right. Thank so you anyway, very much. My, uh, yeah. Thank you very much for the call. Appreciate, appreciate that. I just – and I think when you're – when, and I, I wonder if Jerry Jones kind of suffers from this as well. Like when you're this close to the situation and you've seen everything that Tony Romo has done for the franchise – you kind of fall into that line of thinking, like, we have to get something for him. But that's not the way it has Maybe to Maybe he's I mean, surprised that people, you know. That's what I'm saying. You people see, are surprised you see that quarterback go from Houston to Cleveland for a second-round pick. You're kind of wondering. Great players are stunned by the cruelty of the open market on a regular basis. That's look absolutely at, right. Look at Adrian Peterson right now. Nope, that's absolutely right. And so we'll see how it goes, but I just have my doubts that they'll be able to get much. You're only worth what the market says you're worth. Exactly. There you go. All right. That'll do it for the draft show for another week. We'll be back next week. We'll be a bit closer to this NFL draft. We'll dig in a little more, find some guys for you. Uh, for, for Dane Brugler, for David Hellman, for Kent Garrison, I'm Brian Broaddus. I want to also thank Derek Eagleton, Taylor Stern, guys like out, out there that help us uh, get this on the air. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Appreciate you guys out there listening to and watching. Uh, we will be back next week. So have a great week.